Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of hemolytic uremic syndrome, or HUS, from the hematology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A four-year-old girl is admitted to the floor with a several-day history of bloody diarrhea. Other members of the daycare she attends also had bloody diarrhea. She is irritable and lethargic. Her skin has also turned slightly yellow. Her arms have multiple petechiae. Lab results show creatinine of 4.0 mg per deciliter, a platelet count of 40,000 per cubic millimeter, and a hemoglobin level of 7 grams per deciliter. A peripheral blood smear shows schistocytes. This is a case of HUS. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about this topic. HUS is a syndrome commonly seen in children. It is most commonly caused by Escherichia coli 0157-H7 or EHEC or EHEC. This causes acute diarrhea, and it is due to shigal-like toxin, which involves cytokine release causing HUS. Note that this does not invade the GI mucosa. When you compare this to the Shigella species, the shigatoxin in the Shigella species also involves cytokine release causing HUS, but does cause GI mucosal damage. And finally, note that strep pneumonia infection can also cause HUS. The classic triad of HUS is thrombocytopenia, which occurs first, then non-immune microangiopathic hemolytic anemia, which occurs second, and acute renal failure, hence uremia in the title, which occurs third. Note that this condition is similar to TTP, but without fever and neurologic symptoms. With respect to the pathogenesis, the toxin causes cytokine release, which causes damage to the endothelium. Microthrombi form at the site of damage. This consumes the platelets, causing thrombocytopenia. Intravascular mechanical hemolysis occurs, causing schistocytes and the microthrombi decreases the renal blood flow, causing acute renal failure. With respect to the epidemiology, this condition is most commonly seen in children. It occurs in those who are exposed to E. coli through raw or undercooked meat, unwashed vegetables and fruits, and animals at the petting zoo. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation including symptoms and physical exam findings of HUS. Symptoms include prodromal gastrointestinal illness, abdominal pain, bloody diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, and fatigue caused by anemia. Physical exam findings include pallor due to anemia and jaundice due to hemolysis. Let's now discuss the diagnostic evaluation of HUS. A complete blood count would show anemia and thrombocytopenia. A peripheral smear would show schistocytes or helmet cells. You would also notice an increase in serum creatinine, an increase in bleeding time, and normal PT and PTT. In terms of a differential diagnosis, the main differentials would be sepsis, TTP, and DIC. With respect to the treatment modalities used to treat hemolytic uremic syndrome, you would want to use supportive care with fluids to maintain renal perfusion. Let's now discuss the prognosis, prevention, and complications of HUS. In terms of the prognosis, there's a 3-5% to 5% mortality and 5% severe sequelae such as end-stage renal failure. With respect to prevention, you would want to prevent EHEC infection by avoiding raw or undercooked meat. 
And finally, in terms of complications, the two main complications of HUS are chronic kidney disease and electrolyte abnormalities. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A five-year-old boy is brought to the emergency department for blood in his urine. This patient reports having painless hematuria today for the first time. The father denies any trauma, abnormal discharge, dysuria, frequency, conjunctivitis, or recent upper respiratory infections. His father is worried as he seems more lethargic than usual. His past medical history is unremarkable except for an episode of diarrhea and abdominal pain five days ago. On physical examination, the patient is afebrile but is otherwise unremarkable except for skin findings showing small pinpoint patches. Laboratory findings are as follows. The hemoglobin level is 7.9 grams per deciliter. The hematocrit is 36%. The leukocyte count is 7,400 per cubic millimeter with normal differential. And the platelet count is 10,000 per cubic millimeter. The serum results are as follows. The sodium level is 137 milliequivalents per liter. The chloride level is 97 milliequivalents per liter. The potassium level is 3.8 milliequivalents per liter. The bicarbonate level is 25 milliequivalents per liter. The BUN level is 8 milligrams per deciliter. The glucose level is 117 milligrams per deciliter. The creatinine level is 1.5 milligrams per deciliter. The thyroid stimulating hormone is 4.1 microunits per milliliter. The calcium level is 9.2 milligrams per deciliter. The AST level is 16 units per liter, and the ALT level is 15 units per liter. What is the most likely explanation for this patient's symptoms? 1. Deficiency of ADAM-TS13 2. Infection with Campylobacter jejuni 3. Infection with Escherichia coli 0157-87 serotype 4. Prerenal acute kidney injury secondary to dehydration, or 5. Presence of anti GP2B and 3A antibodies. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3 infection with Escherichia coli 0157 serotype. This patient likely has hemolytic uremic syndrome or HUS as demonstrated by his anemia marked by the low hemoglobin, thrombocytopenia, marked by the low platelet count and petechiae, and acute kidney injury, marked by the hematuria and elevated creatinine. The most common cause of HUS is infection with Escherichia coli 0157-87 serotype. Remember, HUS is characterized by the simultaneous occurrence of microangiopathic hemolytic anemia, thrombocytopenia, and acute kidney injury. It most commonly occurs in children under the age of 5 and often presents 5 to 10 days following gastroenteritis symptoms such as diarrhea and or abdominal pain. Shigatoxin-producing E. coli, such as the O157-87 serotype, is the most common cause of HUS. Diagnosis is based on history, clinical presentation, laboratory testing, and is confirmed via stool tests for shigatoxin and culture. Treatment involves plasmapheresis. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. 
Answer choice 1. Deficiency of Adam TS13 is the pathogenesis of thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, which presents with fever, neurologic and renal symptoms, thrombocytopenia, and microangiopathic hemolytic anemia. Answer choice 2. Infection with Campylobacter jejuni can cause diarrhea and abdominal pain. It is associated with Guillain-Barre syndrome, which presents with ascending paralysis. Answer choice 4. Pre-renal acute kidney injury secondary to dehydration is possible given this patient's recent diarrhea. However, this would not explain the patient's anemia and thrombocytopenia. And finally, answer choice 5. Presence of anti-GP2B and 3A antibodies are the pathogenesis of immune thrombocytopenia. Patients have isolated thrombocytopenia with increased megakaryocytes on bone marrow biopsy. In summary, Escherichia coli 0157H7 serotype is the most common cause of hemolytic uremic syndrome, which presents with microangiopathic hemolytic anemia, thrombocytopenia, and acute kidney injury. And that's all for this review about hemolytic uremic syndrome. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.